Welcome to the She Speaks Podcast by Sierra B, a weekly show that educates, empowers, and elevates girls, women, and people around the world through speaking your truth. So join me each week as we educate, empower, and elevate together. Remember, live with purpose, live on purpose. Hello, 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 everyone that is tuning in and listening right now. I know that it has been a long minute and a long while since I've did a podcast. I somewhat took a hiatus um, as far as the She Speaks blogging podcast um, because I'm just a firm believer in and know, um, you know, as I always say, I'm still on a journey. You should always be on a journey. You should never want to strive for any destinations. But um, I'm just a firm believer in I cannot help heal someone else if I'm broken and unmended and not healed myself. So I just really took this time to take time to myself, take time with God, take time with my family, friends, and loved ones, and just really reflect and really find myself, which I'm still doing. But um, I just really wanted to get on here because, bro, sis, are you okay? Like, seriously, are y'all okay? I don't think so. And I really was going to wait until Sunday to do this episode five podcast, but bro, sis, I think we need help. And um, so episode five is titled Bro Sis Bloom Where You Are Planted. So this was um, an episode podcast that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I have kind of put it to the side and um, now I'm kind of finally coming back full circle and allowing God to just use me. So this is just going to be just really an episode where we just talk to each other, try to figure some things out, and just really have a serious come to Jesus truth talk with ourselves and what has been going on. And so um, this is going to be free. This is going to be open. I'm just going to allow God to use me, allow God to let this flow naturally, and we're just going to take off. But um, bro, sis, are you okay? Um, I know that we are in self-quarantine with this COVID-19 stuff going on and that we've been in the house since pretty much March, but um, you still have to take care of yourself. You still have to elevate support and acknowledge the importance of self-care, especially with us being in the house 24-7, being on technology 24-7. This is our new norm, especially, um, you know, now even for students, we're going completely virtual and I know some of my students may still listen to my podcast hey y'all um know that y'all are not alone and if anything some may feel defeated um whether you're in school or not but just know that God in this moment has you right where he needs you to be and that he didn't bring you this far to leave you he will never leave you or forsake you He has always been there, even when you thought he wasn't, or even when you think he isn't. Um, And I'm just going to kind of jump around. But, um, for example, I recently, shout out to um, Cal and Aria Green, which are some of my close friends. Um, I went to school with Aria at Columbia College, and she is an amazing everything author actor i mean actress i mean girl she just does everything but i recently purchased her father and daughter goes book 
um, and I'm starting to read it, but, um, you know, I understand and I've seen that a lot of fathers, sons, mothers, and daughters are struggling during this time just with being overwhelmed with everything that's going on. But if anything, now's the time that we need to try to mend our relationships. Um, you know, every relationship has room to grow. So don't think that this is for people who don't have relationships with their father or mother or is, is currently broken or mended. Um, there's always room to grow. But um, we'll kind of jump back to that later. But right now, I just want to start off with a prayer. Um, God, I pray that anyone that is listening to my voice in this exact moment, I pray that you surround them with your Holy Spirit and your Son's blood. I pray that you let no weapon formed against them prosper, that you, that you let no hurt, harm, or danger come their way. I pray that every morning that you put breath in their body, that you give them a clear sign that 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 you woke them up for a reason, that you are not done with them yet, and that you still have work for them to do. Because, God, I know that so many people did not get the blessing that we receive, even in this moment, to have still have breath in our bodies. Some people didn't even make it throughout this day. Some people won't make it, um, won't wake up next morning. But, God, I just thank you in the midst of our storms. And, God, I just pray that, you continue to guide us because God you are a healer you are a protector and that you make no mistakes God and you still have a plan for us you didn't bring us this far to leave us and I know you have so much further for us to go in Jesus name I pray amen 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 all right so um I just well I kind of I just want to jump around you know it's gonna be free so I kind of want to take it down and scale it down to a kid's level. And I know some students are listening, but as with being an adult, sometimes we get so confined into this machine-generated society and world to where we think taking care of ourselves or any form of self-care is pausing and not taking care of something or someone else. But we cannot pour into others when we ourselves are running on empty and that's a quote i posted today on the, the on the she speaks instagram and blog but that's true if your cup is on empty how are you going to be able to pour yourself out to others especially whenever others are taking advantage of you and they're just worried about fulfilling themselves and what they have going on so I quickly want to read a quick book. Um, I may not read the whole thing, but like I said, I'm just let God use me. It's called I Like Myself by Karen B. And we're just going to see where this book takes us because it shows us a lot about what we like about ourselves. And I really took this time to figure out what does Sierra like, what does Sierra not like, what does Sierra like entertaining? What am I passionate about? Instead of worrying, always worrying about other people, I'm learning to put myself first. So I like myself. I'm glad I'm me. There's no one else I'd rather be. I like my eyes, my ears, my nose. I like my fingers and my toes. I like me wild. I like me tame. I like me different and all the same. I like me fast. I like me slow. I like me everywhere I go. I like me on the inside too, for all I think and say and do. Inside, 
outside, upside down, from head to toe, all around. I like it all, it's all, is me, and me is all I want to be. And I don't care in any way what someone else may think or say. I may be called a silly nut or crazy cuckoo bird, so what? I'm having so much fun, you see, for anything to bother me. Even when I look a mess, I still don't like me any less. Cause nothing in this world you know can change what's deep inside. And so, no matter if they stop and stare, no person ever anywhere can make me feel that what they see is all there really is to me. I still like me with fleas or warts or a silly snout that snorts. Our knobby knees, our hippo hips, our purple polka dotted lips, our beaver breath, our stinky toes, our horns protruding from my nose, our yikes with spikes all down my spine, our hair that's like a porcupine. I still would be the same, you see. I like myself because I'm me. And I just really wanted to share that book because even though it's a kid's book, Sometimes as adults, we forget what we actually like about ourselves, what calms us, what excites us, what we're passionate about, what drives us, what irritates us, what triggers us. And it's something that we need to be aware of because we need to start pouring back into ourselves the way we pour into other people. And so I just want to um, kind of jump into God's word. So... Before I kind of jump into that, I want to quickly share um, kind of a testimony. Um, just my, not my story, but just where I am in this moment. Um, because a lot of people, okay, let me back up. I would say three of the biggest lessons I've learned so far in 2020 is, hold on, I'm trying to find my paper. Um, I learned that, um, okay, let me just forget this paper. So, let me just say what I've learned. So, I learned that you can't judge a book by its cover. And just because things look good on the outside doesn't mean that everything is good on the inside. And I say that to say that because, um, especially with being an African-American, therapy is very looked down as in our culture because we think we don't want people to know we have a problem. But until you realize there's a problem, how are you going to fix it? And my biggest thing is, I'm sorry, but if there's something going on with me, I'm not going to hold that in for the sake of making you feel comfortable or making you keep in whatever you're trying to keep in. Because if we're all walking around broken, what's the purpose of not walking and living in our truth and acting as if we have it together when we don't? And so um, I just want to quick, quickly share... Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 30 and 31 it says if I must boast I will boast of the things that show my weakness the God and Father of the Lord Jesus who is to be praised forever knows that I am not lying and so I say that to say 
that in this moment there is absolutely nothing that can make me down and it took me a long time to get to this because I'm the type of person I worry about what people say what people think I I'm so well before I was so over analytical to the point to where I would think out scenarios in my head of what people would say or do and it wouldn't even happen I would just be over analyzing stuff and now I'm just at the point to where there is nothing absolutely nothing in this world that man could use or say against me because God was God already knows about it God was there through it all God was there through all my downfalls all my failures flaws mistakes bad habits bad relationships and so he was there with with me through it all so there's nothing man could possibly use against me and I'm gonna be hunted um, cause it's the whole purpose of the She Speaks because if I can't walk in my truth, then that stops somebody else from walking in their truth. And so I'm behind it with y'all. Um, I wrote down some of my fears that were completely holding me back from truly walking one with God and actually being completely authentic on this blog and podcast. And so I'm going to share these fears because like I said, God has been with me through all of this. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be talking to y'all in this moment. And so I want to share this because I want y'all, I want to be a living testimony that if I can make make it through this stuff and talk to y'all in this exact moment, honey, bro, sis, get your behind up because God is not done with you yet. And he still has so much for you to do. So... My first fear was I fear people would know that I smoke to cope with my day-to-day things. And I smoke for four-plus years. And like I said, you can't judge a book by its cover because you never know what a person is going through day-to-day and what they're doing to cope with their day-to-day experiences and situations. Um, I also had a fear that people would know I had an atopic pregnancy at the age of 21. Um, but if it wasn't for God saving me on that operating table, because doctors said, had I not trusted myself and listened to God, I would be six feet under right now because I would have bled out and I wouldn't have known what in the world was wrong with me. And so I'm just not afraid to share that anymore because it was by God's grace that I'm even talking to y'all in this moment. So no God is real. Um, I feared that people wouldn't believe how God is moving in my life, but I'm honestly at a point to where either you believe it or not, God is real to me, and if you can't see the clear signs of how he's moving in people's lives, then I'll just let you be great. Um, I also had a fear of what the world might think or say, but honestly, I could care less because people are going to talk anyway, and I just had to get past myself, so there's that. But um, let's get into it because seriously, I had to I had to do this podcast because the struggle is real, especially with being at home like this. To where it's one thing to voluntarily be home because I'm a homebody. I love being home. I'll be home in the bed with some food before I be out partying. But it's different whenever we're mandated and forced to be home like this and confined to a space. But the space is what you makes it. And what you put into it is what you get out. And so, um, I just want to quickly, 
um, share this podcast episode with you as soon as the Lord bring me back to the page I was on because I surely lost it. Hold up. Come on, Jesus. On my page. Okay. So, um, and if y'all ain't know, God got a sense of humor. He he ain't make us dull, so y'all already know. Um so I am just going to back up for a second. Trying to find my scripture. Hold up. No, let spirit move. Alright. So um, I want to start at Psalms 22, and y'all, we're just going to talk, so whatever you hear or whatever you feel moving, just open your heart, mind, and body and spirit to God and allow Him to move in the in whatever space you're in, whether you're in the car or at home, um, anywhere. Just be still in this moment because I, I don't think I know. God is telling me this to tell you this so that you can get back on track with Him. Because, um, this is a side note, but I recently went out of town with my family, um, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw someone, I actually saw someone pass away on the beach, um, they were intoxicated and they passed away, but that was a wake up call for me because it just showed that death doesn't, um, check off, you know, it doesn't look for specific races, it doesn't look for specific religions, none of that. You better be ready whenever death comes because you just need to get right with God. Um, so if you start at Psalms 22, and this is the what version is this? I'm sorry, y'all. This is a new international version, so NIV. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you don't answer. By night, and am not silent. So, I want to fast forward to verse 8 that was verse 1 he trusts in the Lord let the Lord rescue him verse 9 yet you brought me out of the womb you made me trust in you even at my mother's breast from birth I was cast upon you from my mother's womb you have been my God do not be far from me for trouble is near and there is no one to help so I just want to quickly kind of ponder on that because um, I hear so many people ask God, why in the world did you put me in this situation? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? Why did you allow my granddad to die? Why did you allow my mom to die? Why did you allow my child to die? And it's hard to hear this, but God doesn't make mistakes. If anything He's never left us. We've left him. We doubt him. We fear him. We second guess him. And he's just trying to get us to show, well, I did that because I was trying to see if you would trust yourself in the world or if you would still trust me in the midst of me moving stuff around. Because why would I deliver you from that situation 
or show you why that happened if you don't even trust me enough to know that I'm still in control even though I allowed this thing and situation to happen. So if you skip down to um, verse 9 and 8, it says, He trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Why is God, how, how is God going to rescue you if you don't even trust yourself and trust him? You cannot be 50% in the world and 50% in God. And literally, y'all, about, let's see, it's Friday. On Wednesday, I had really bad sinuses. And when I say, I mean, of course, you know, I've had sinuses before. But when I say both my nose were blocked to the point where I couldn't even breathe, y'all, it was to the point where I was about to wake up my mom and saw her take me to urgent care because I could not breathe. I was so, I've never been so, well, I've been scared in my life before, but I was so scared to go to sleep because I was like, Lord, how am I going to go to sleep if I can't even breathe through my nose? If I pass away... I ain't ready to go to glory. Mm -mm, I ain't ready to see them pearly, pearly gates to heaven. So how this going to work? And he was like, Sierra, put your trust in me. Put your trust in Christ Jesus and put your trust in the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, I will heal you overnight. But until you stop doubting yourself and stop guess, second guessing yourself, because you can't ask God to move. When, you can't ask God to move with one hand whenever your backhand still guessing and still anxious and still doubting him you have to fully put yourself into him and trust him and trust what he gonna do you can't doubt none of that he not gonna move if you doubting him you gotta be a hundred percent not 50 50 but um let me go to the next one so i want to fast forward to one of my favorite scriptures 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, my power works best in your weakness. But I want to kind of jump a little bit before that with 2 Corinthians 11 so you can understand the purpose of this story. And so in 2 Corinthians 11, Paul talks about his sufferings. And he said, okay, God, starting at verse um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30, for those that want to follow along. Paul says, okay, I'm just talking in my Sierra voice because it makes sense to me. Okay, if I must boast, I'm going to boast in the things that show my weaknesses. Because the Father of the Lord Jesus and God, who is to be praised forever, knows I'm not lying. So if I'm going to go around boasting about something... I'm not going to make something up. I'm going to boast about what actually happened to me and my weaknesses. Because at the end of the day, man can say whatever he wants, but God knows I'm not lying because God was there with me through it all. So that's that. Then you skip down to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and it talks about Paul's vision and his thorn. And so pretty much Paul knew of a Christian man who... 14 years prior was caught up in the third heaven and what that mean was with the third heaven the Christian man was being revealed things of God and of heaven that normally man wouldn't be revealed or normally man wouldn't have knowledge of and so since he got access to that he started getting pretty caught up in paradise and so um he just started boasting about it and just being a fool about it. 
and Paul said, okay, if I refrain, I'm just going to pretty much refrain from boasting because I don't need to, sh I don't need to depict or warrant or allow someone to see the full version of myself. I'm going to allow people to see what I want them to see pretty much. And so it said, um, Paul said to keep me from becoming conceited, he pretty much received a thorn from Satan. And he asked God and pleaded God three times to remove that thorn. And instead of removing that thorn from Satan, God replied, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul said, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. And at first, whenever I read this, I'm like, um, God, what, what you doing? He done, he got a thorn from Satan and you talking about you ain't removing it. What you mean? And so I, I kind of went back and, um, I just thought about being, at, at least for me, my biggest struggle with being a Christian is 50% of me wants to do what the earthly Sierra wants to do. And the other 50% of me wants to walk with God, and that's not how it works because I can't get my cake and eat it too, thinking I'm going to be blessed both ways. But whenever I reread that, I believe in my heart that the reason why God didn't remove that throne, th Lord, not throne, thorn, is because God wanted Paul to have a constant reminder of how far God has brought him and where all Paul has came from and everything God has delivered Paul from. Not to say Paul gonna, gonna leave his foot in the earth, but Paul, God, God didn't want, I believe God didn't want Paul to put his two feet into the water with him without still having a prick reminder of, okay, yeah, God still brought me from that addiction. God still brought me from that relationship. God still brought me from that horrible experience. And so, um, the last thing I kind of want to focus on, and, um, you know, God, God word is truth. God word don't lie at all. And like I said, I feel like my biggest struggle with being a Christian is that 50-50 walk, but that they ain't, ain't it, sis. They ain't it, bro. God ain't with that. And so I actually made this my screensaver because as soon as I um, registered in my head that I feel as though, um, you know, we have a 50% 50, 50 of us want to be in the world and 50% of us want to be with God. God literally showed me in the Bible. Um what I was thinking as far as, okay, God, why do I feel like 50% of me wants to entertain what I want to entertain with my sinful human nature, but 50% of me wants to walk with you when realistically, I can't, I can't get my cake and eat it too. So if you read James chapter one, it got it all laid out. And after this, we're going to close it out, pray it out. We're going to go on about our night or day, but just know God not done with you yet, bro. God not done with you yet, sis. If he, if you have breath in your body and he woke you up to listen to this, 
he is not done with you. So don't give up on you because he not, he not giving up on you. You still on the palm of his hand. So James 1 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For your endurance is fully de- for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is an unsettled is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. Again, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting you. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away from God. These desires give birth to other sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow within us, it gives birth to death. So don't be de- don't be misled dear brothers and sisters whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming to us from god our father who created all the lights in the heavens he never changes or casts a shift in shadow he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word and and with and we, out of ambition, became his prized possession. You are who God says you are. You are who God says you are. You are not what your mother said you are. You are not what your father said you are. You are not what your aunt, uncle and grandmother said you are. You are not what your exes said you are. You are not what your enemy said you are. You are not what this world and society says you are. You are what God says you are. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are protected. You are cared for. You are encouraged. You are motivated. You are helped. You are saved. You are purposeful. You are beautiful. You are mended. You are not broken. 
You have not because you ask not. You have not because you believe not. You have not because you trust not. You have not because you have not, you don't have faith in him. He cannot move on your behalf when you don't have faith in him or even have faith in yourself. Show up for yourself the way you show up for other people. Stop pouring into other people who aren't reciprocating that. It is, it is, I, I told people this all the time. It took me, I think this might be my biggest lesson for real, for real, for 2020. I ain't gonna lie. You can evolve and move on without allowing anyone or anything, especially from your past or anything that is not of God, without allowing that or something access to you. Again, for the people in the back, you can evolve and move on without granting people and things access to you. Especially when it's not worth your time, energy, money, gas, none of that. So on that note, I just want to thank every soul and every ear that is listening to this podcast episode. I pray that this didn't fall on deaf ears. I pray that this has moved or helped somebody in some way. Um, And the last thing I want to share, and I did share this in a couple of my episodes back. For those who um, don't know, my first encounter with God was whenever I was in the eighth grade. Um, I was being bullied so, 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 so much. It wasn't even funny to the point to where... um, when I would go to school, I would avoid going to class. Um, anytime it was time to go to lunch, I would just walk around, do what I want to do, hide in the bathroom, all of that. And um, it got to the point to where one day I went home and I was done. Because, yeah, outside looking in, you may say, okay, you an eighth grade girl. What, what, what you got going on where you want to end your life? But whenever you're in that moment, that's why I feel for my students. Because they don't know anything outside their world. But whenever you're in that moment, that feels like your world. Because could you imagine you got stuff going on at home. Then whenever you go to school, you don't have any friends. You have no one to talk to. You have people taunting you and bullying you. Every move you make is being watched. And that's an everyday cycle. And you think I'm supposed to be excited to go to school and learn something. No. So, I went home, and um, I was going to take a bottle of pills and end my life. And that was the first day I ever heard God's voice directly in my ear. And it kind of had like a whirlwind of my life up until that point. And right before I was going to take the pills, I asked God, and I stopped myself. And I said, God, give me one reason why I shouldn't end my life right now. And I kid you not, on my life, on my granddad life, on my nana life, out of nowhere, literally three seconds later, I received a text message from my dad with a picture of my brother, my baby brother at the time, out of nowhere. And I heard God's voice say, Sierra, that's one reason why I need you to stay on this earth. And if you just try me, I will give you a thousand and a million more reasons why your life is so valuable and I say that to say in the midst of your depression in the midst of your anxiety 
every day God wakes you up and puts breath in your body, that is a sign you have a purpose. If anything, wake up for yourself. Do not end your life for anyone or anything because it is not worth that person living their best life going on every second of the day when you aren't you aren't even a thought to them. It's not worth you being six feet under while that person or that situation goes on living their best life. Show up for you. Love you. And love God. All right, y'all. Peace out.